In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Tokenet Radio, Toki Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good everyone, or slash afternoon, depending on what side of the pond you live on. Welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles International with Richard Felix and Ron Kolick. Hello there. Richard, you there? I'm here, sir, yes. How are you? I am outstanding. Just got back from Portsmouth. Oh, I I think I'm coming there, aren't I? We have Portsmouth too, you know. We have. I know you do, I know, but hey, listen something. Ours is older than yours. How do you know that? Uh, well, I think it is. Isn't the, wasn't, wasn't the Earth born at the same time? Well, <laughs> do you know something? You've actually got a very good point there. Sorry, people. No, no, I can't say. You've actually beaten me. Yeah, you, you, you might be right. Yours might well be older than ours. I uh, <laughs> can't prove it. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. uh, is it raining? It is, no, it was sunny. It was a beautiful day. I was at the lighthouse. I mean, you have a, uh, well, you're going to be over here at the end of August. Yeah, uh, the I think seventeenth or thirty first. We have a couple of events down in Portsmouth, and uh, I was doing an interview for Seco Scene down there, and talking about uh, uh, my group and uh, you and uh, upcoming events and all that cool stuff. Sounds really good to me. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But uh, Portsmouth would be great. But uh, you haven't got HMS Victory there, have you? Uh, like hell no, in England. No, never mind. But you've got ghosts, haven't you? Well, uh, did. Did the victory actually have a victory? Hey, it had a victory because it defeated the French at the Battle of Trafalgar, and Admiral Nelson was killed um, on the on the ship, and oh, I really? got a cannonball from it. Now then, but I don't. It's not haunted. So you say? Well, I don't think it is. So you say? No, I'm not sure. We see it's wooden, and I have a huge theory about ghosts and. Uh, brick-built buildings, but um, I shall tell you all about that when I come over and see you in, a, in three weeks' time. Mm-hmm. So I anyway, we, we've got, yeah, three weeks' time, not far. I mean, the, the, I'm really looking forward to the uh, the bus trip. Uh, I know David Wells was, uh, certainly <laughs> enjoyed himself. That was a long day, but we did a lot of lighthouses. But we got more than lighthouses this time. We have forts. I love forts. And we have the York Goal or Jail or whatever the heck you call it. Yeah, Jail. York Jail, because I run Derby Jail, so that'll be something. You can yeah. lock me away for the night. Yeah, and, well, I wish they would. But anyway, <laughs> and also, um, we have the Observatory, which is the only one on the East Coast, and it's never, ever been investigated, so it's kind of cool. Really? So come on, guys, book, book, book your tickets now, because I want to see you. I want to see as many Americans as I possibly can while you I'm know, there. That's almost a song. Book, book, book. Book, book, book. book. 
Yeah, book now. Give, yeah, that's, give that's, him the give him the address, Rob. That's those. So yes, go to uh, anyghostproject.com. That's any like New England ghostproject.com, and all the events are up on our homepage, and you can just sign right up for them. Woo-hoo! Well, I've, I've got quite a few newspapers and, and radio stations that have been in contact with me about uh, the, the tour, um, and I'm talking to them at the moment, so there's going to be quite a bit of press coverage, which sounds good. Uh, and they're very interested in the fact that I'm doing this, this, this new TV program called Battlefield Ghosts. Oh, I love that. Uh, and, of course, you know, as you, you're taking me to Gettysburg, Among the little places. round top. Among other places. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. And Concord. Correct. Got it right this week. Correct. Uh, anyways, don't we have some guests? We here? have breaking news. We do. Oh, we have breaking news uh, in the biggest way possible. Yeah, we have uh, uh, one of our guests tonight is, is a very good friend of mine called Mark Webb, who's a paranormal investigator. Hey, don't um, we, we lost him, by the way. Have you lost him? Yeah, we lost him. Ah, you that's know, very you, interesting. You, you, you Brits are a little slippery guys. You know what I'm talking about? That's weird. Um, yeah, I'm sure he'll come back. But yeah, actually, r- real breaking news here because apparently he he did a, a he's done various TV programs over here. One called Haunted Homes, um, and another one uh, called Living with the Dead. Um, and basically, what that, I don't know whether you've got anything similar uh, in the states. What happens is that they go into very ordinary, very ordinary homes. Uh huh. Um, not not stately homes, not castles, not lighthouses, not pubs, but you know, literally homes that people live in uh, that that say they have um, uh, something that I don't believe in, demons, um, poltergeists, that sort of stuff, and they actually investigate the, the program for 24 hours. And um, he's unearthed, um, well, what's the word I'm looking for? Jiggery pokery. Is that that? Do you understand what that means? Oh, there, I love jiggery pokery. Yeah, anyway, oh, anyway, well, I, any, uh, anyways, I'm, Richard, uh, I, I need your help because actually we, he's not online according to our little chat here. So if if you could get somebody from your side to uh, maybe I will do up. my damnedest to okay. try and try and find him for you because we need to uh, obviously need to get him because I say uh, folks need to listen to this because he he's um, yeah he's uncovered something uh, well fakery. Jiggery pokery. So jiggery we'll, pokery is what you like to say. Jiggery pokery is what we're uh, what we're talking about. So I will desperately try and get hold of him, see what we can do. Um, but anyways, uh, this is kind of neat. Now, who is Mark Webb? Mark Webb is a paranormal, paranormal investigator. Yep. Um, I don't. I wouldn't class myself as a paranormal investigator. I'm. I'm paranormal historian. I investigate. I'm into ghosts. But he is purely one, one, one of you guys that sort of. Um, wanders around with EMF meters and K2s and, and obeluses and all manner of stuff like that. And um, he, he's on, on this TV program, two different ones, the same Haunted Homes and various things, and the other one, Living with the Dead. Um, there's a team of three, um, usually two mediums and, um, and a paranormal investigator. And he's the realist. He's the guy that, you know, believes in... Um, well, finding out the truth. Just tell him we've lost him. We're desperately trying to get hold of him at the same time here. The hub is, is working overtime. See what we can do. Um, and apparently, um, well, I mean, I, I know the, the, the story. It would be obviously much better for him to, to tell the story, but apparently... Yeah, especially, um, especially when the lawsuits come. 
Say again. Oh, the lawsuits. Yeah, listen, listen. We <laughs> uh, have we have we got some form of disclaimer on? Uh, yeah, I'm just going to disclaim that whatever Mark Webb says is not necessarily the opinion of Ghost Chronicles International, Richard Felix, or Ron Kolick. And in no way are we responsible or uh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and sign this document now. Right. But apparently there's, there's two, two um, uh, mediums uh, on, the, on the program. And um, the company that, that dealt with them apparently sent, sent emails out to uh, to Mark and to the other two, giving the whole history of the of the place, the hauntings, and everything. So, in other words, they they were able, apparently, according to what Mark says, able to read up everything about the the the, the, the place before they arrived. Which is, uh, oh dear. So, it, so it, what, it, it what are you all, trying to tell wrong? me, Richard? Yes. Anyways, we're waiting here for Mark Webb and uh, his breaking proof of uh, some skullduggery uh, at the Living Dead, which is yeah. the popular so, uh, UK TV show. Um, I mean, if we could find his phone number, could could someone at the, at the station perhaps ring him, do you think? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Sort of, I guess. That's all right. Right. Bear with me. Ring Norrie and see if you can get Mark's phone number. We'll see if it's on his website. We are trying ever so hard. This is such a shame because I'm, I'm really very excited. I was only, I was literally only told about this this afternoon. Right, because we actually uh, changed the whole show around just as soon as we heard this. this yeah, exactly. It's the whole point. Amazing. And um, he, he's going. I think he, apparently he's going international with with the, with the story. Well, he uh, will if he comes on magazines. the show. Uh, and we could well be if if we get him, guys. We <laughs> keep listening because we could be the first people. Um, with, with this breaking news, um, it's it's a difficult situation, Ron. Because I mean, obviously, I mean, you've got loads and loads of uh, similar sort of you know TV shows over there, haven't right, you? Right, absolutely. Uh, and and it's always been a, a problem with with the medium because everyone always says the medium does not know where they're coming to. Right. Before the program. Right, and and I know I know for a fact with us with with most haunted that that you know uh, when either Derek or or, or David Wells um, they were taken to a hotel, and I can vouch for this because obviously I was I was around at the time, uh, taken to a hotel, um, not knowing where they were coming to, and and literally as far as I was concerned anyway, didn't know um, anything about the location until until they actually arrived. At their appointed time, um, and that's something that we that we've always believed in with with TV programs. But even um, even even with uh, uh, most haunted. Now I I know there was some controversy with Derek Akura. Yeah. Uh, so I mean that there was always doubts in people's mind because number one, nobody really believes in mediums. And I know it's amazing. And so this is just an opportunity to try to. Uh, expose them. I mean, it's 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 a shame in a way. It is, but you see, this is this is the problem with with. I mean, everyone. You know, we are, as I've said so often, we are all so negative. You know, I mean, I, I personally, I'm a huge skeptic. You know that, but I believe that that there is an ability that people have, and I believe it's an ability that we all have. Um, but you know, we also have, as I've said to you before, the ability to play the piano. But hang on a minute, how does Stevie Wonder do it? Right. You know, he's, he's 
got more of a gift than we have, and I believe it's exactly the same with medium. Problem I have is that it's now become big business. Absolutely. And, and we, we, the ghost hunting public, for want of a better word, are, are eager for more, um, especially in time of, of war. We, you know, we want to believe that there is something else, and we want to believe that our loved ones have gone somewhere uh, and are okay. Uh, I mean, it's all your fault. You know, it's the, yeah, you started it in 1841 with those Fox sisters. Right. Didn't you? I mean, it was, it was the, those two girls, the sister Fox sisters, that, that actually started the spiritualist movement, uh, which was taken on in a huge way, of course, in, in, you know, from 1861 onwards with, with the American Civil War. Uh, People you know, want to know that their loved ones are okay. Right. You know, actually, it's funny. Uh, Jeff Belanger was at the uh, Wyndham yes, uh, last night for uh, dining, oh, yeah. dining with the Dead. And in part of his presentation, he brought up about the Ouija board and how uh, at times of crisis that uh, uh, mediums and, and, and uh, spiritual devices like that, communication devices, uh, seem to thrive or actually become pulled in the forefront, where in times of good, uh, mm. they get pushed back. Uh, look, i tell you what, um, this is quite breaking. I've actually got Mark Wedd's phone number here. Still. If I can give it you out now. It's really going to give everybody it, isn't no, it? No, you can't, the world. Yeah, don't give it out. Uh, what you can do is uh, email it to me or... or we'll, email it, all right, we'll email it to you, Ron. Yep. And other world will be ringing in, won't they? Skypes it. Skypes it, uh, Skypes it to me. They're texting it, or, or well, they're going to email it you. Okay. Is that all right? At any ghost project? Right. Any ghost project at Comcast.net. Any ghost project at Comcast.net. Yeah, that's, that's happening as we speak. Um, the wonders of modern science. So hopefully if you can get a hold of him, he'll be able to tell us the whole story. But as I say, back to this business of everyone wanting to believe. Um, in mediums, of course we do. And the problem is, that, that it's so easy for, for, for people to jump on the bandwagon and, and make out that they're talking to your dead relative. And, and, and the problem we've got, Ron, is that we want to believe it. Right, absolutely. And, 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 and as I think I've said probably on the show before, you know, in, in this world everything's negative, but not with mediums. In other words, they can get 29 things wrong, two things right, and we think they're absolutely marvellous because we've got our dad's name right. <laughs> and, and because we're with them, we want to believe it. Um, and they're playing on it, and, and I'm not. And, and I know for a fact there are many, many genuine, genuine mediums out there, psychics, mediums, sensitives. But you know, it, it's it's so easy for people to jump on the bandwagon. I, and, I have um, to. I know I work with one. So uh, and, and it's funny because I did an interview as I mentioned today, and uh, we uh, uh, actually were discussing about. I'm copying this. I talk. Sorry. Uh, well done. Has it and, come through? Yeah, I've got the number. Well done. Uh, it's, it's he, one of those, he may have been bumped off, of course. It's one of those funny. Uh, yeah, could be very well. <laughs> now we get all kinds of people ringing us, and I don't know what's going on. So, anyways, um, I'm, I'm following the number here to them. Hopefully. Uh, yeah. So it's it's difficult for even me to accept. Uh, some mediums, uh, it's... Uh, why do you have so many numbers in your phone number? Can't you have just... Uh, 
Because there's so many of us living oh, in this small God. island. I'm, tr- I'm trying to do this now. Think, whistle uh, something or something while I do Shall it. I know. <laughs> I shall keep talking. Because that's one thing I'm very good at. You'll never, you'll never stop me talking. Yes, always. Uh, I mean, um, uh, as I say, it... You see, the, one, the ones that really, I believe, are, are the very, very genuine ones are people that don't charge for, the, for, their, for their services. Correct. Um, and I think that, the, you know, they, they are the ones that I, I really, really have to believe in. But, of course, don't forget that we, you know, we all got to remember that we all have to make a living. Um, and so, you know, and if you have a gift, then, you know, why shouldn't a concert pianist be paid um, a good wage for entertaining people and playing the piano on stage but those that don't charge i believe oh dear could could well be as as genuine as 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 you're ever going to get because they have no axe to grind they're not doing it for for money or cash and and they're probably genuine but you know why shouldn't people make make money out of it at the same time if you've got a gift painters painters do artists sure so, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things. But at the end of the day, the problem I have is that they're, they're jumping on the bandwagon at the moment, and it's so easy to, you know, to make these things up. And, and for, you know, you, they're standing there in the middle of an audience, and, and they're, they're, I mean, why, why do they have to... What, I'm getting the letter J. Can anybody take it? Ah. <laughs> yeah, it, it could be a John, or it could be Jim, or it could be James, and... and and someone, of course, someone's eyes light up, don't they? True. And and before you know it, they're over to yes, yes. It's this this part of the audience. Going, yeah, can you take this, madam? Yeah, yeah. I'm, my dad's name was John. Um, he's, he's, I'm getting a father figure. Uh, what is your dad passed over? No, <laughs> no, my dad's still alive. Um, oh, oh, hang on a minute. Well, no, but is it a father figure? So it could be an uncle or an elder brother. Uh-huh. Uh, an, an older best friend. Oh, come on, guys. <laughs> why can't they, as I've said before, why can't someone come along to me and say, Richard, I'm getting your dead father. He died in night on the 28th of February, 1992. And he sent a message. You were looking in the wrong place for the £20,000. Really? <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> we never did find it. Oh, I have to... oh, it is a shame. But, the, but why can't they do that? I, I, and don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm still trying to figure this number out. I, it's just got too many freaking numbers in it. Oh, dear. Well, you should, I think, shouldn't you have double uh, O double four at the beginning and then drop the zero? No, it's, yeah. Stay listening, guys, because there's breaking news here and you're going to enjoy it. If we can get Mark Webb, we have something very special. So don't switch off. This is, this is, this is real live radio. Zero. <laughs> And breaking news. Let, let, let me see where the number is. And I'll see. Anybody got the number? Because um, poor old Ron's struggling here. You know, I never called international until I met you. And now look what you've done to me. All right. So I put something in there. Hopefully that's the number. Right. Does it? Yeah. The uh, Basically what it is... Um, you have to drop the zero, zero, seven, oh, I can't give it over the radio, but you have to drop the zero, and I think it's double O, double four, isn't it, for England? Uh, double O, one, double four. Oh, that's an awful lot of numbers. It's 15 numbers. I'm sure it's O, double four. Oh, Ron, try the four, four, and drop the zero. 
Uh, it's out of my hand. Exactly the same as, as ringing us. Yeah, but when I ring you, it's it's double zero one four four one. Really? Yes. That's an awful lot. Just try with four four and then drop zero. And the rest of it. Whatever. I'll let the uh, studio handle that. Anyways. Um, you do that, sir. Let's talk about uh, different th- some of the things that uh, we were talking about, which was uh, your trip over here. Oh, yes, uh, please. <laughs> now, I mean, one of the places that we're going to be going and we, is the uh, Mance in uh, Concord. And this, this is absolutely a fantastic building. It was uh, home to Thoreau and... Uh, um, Hawthorne was there. All the, it was like the, the uh, clubhouse for the transcendental uh, writers and everything. It was unbelievable. Wow. And it oh, fantastic. Are you still with me, Ron? Yeah, I'm still. I just got an email from Gavin. He's trying to help me with this number too. <laughs> oh, that's good. Because listen, guys, we have to have this because it's uh, you know. Um, you know, what's well, really weird is we had him online. We had him on Skype uh, just prior to think. Anyways, we have a uh, couple of phone calls. Let's put the uh, this one here through. offline. Hello. Uh, caller. Hello, uh, caller. Here we go. Mr. Felix, how the devil are you? They're desperately trying to get hold of you. I've got him, Ron, so you carry on for a minute, will you? Who's online here? Number you wish to call. Is it okay again now? Um, and anyway. So if they try you again now, they should get you. And, it, and it's web 666. Because everyone's desperate to talk to you. Yeah? So you're back on again. Stay, let's see if we can get you. Radio, I'll tell you that much. I can't believe that uh, we're having I think this is exciting radio. Um, I've just spoken to him, and his, his, his website's back up. Okay. Uh, and then uh, are they trying to get him? That's okay. I need a glass, another glass of red wine. I do. This is this is exciting stuff. Anyways, why don't we bring on Rick White while we wait for uh, Mark Webb? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Okay. Without further ado, let me introduce to you the most interesting person that I know in regards to The Bell Witch. This guy is phenomenal. I He actually produced a movie called The Bell Witch, and it is awesome. I have seen it. Mr. Rick White. Rick, you there? I am here. How are you, Ron? Good. We've had some breaking uh, paranormal news, and we're trying to get through to different things, so I, I apologize for the delay in this thing. Oh, that's fine. But, but anyways, um, Richard Felix is with us. Hi, Rick. Hi, Richard. How, you How are you doing? I'm very well, sir. Very well. Very, very interested to know more, though, about you, your project. I really am, because it's something that's always fascinated me. And, and uh, well, we are talking poltergeist, of course, aren't we? We are. A very, so. uh, very unique and exciting story. Yeah, yeah. Where's well, I mean, the background of the most... on it? Sorry, well, the, be- on. the Bell Witch Haunting was a haunting that took place in uh, a small town uh, in North Tennessee from 1817 to 1821, where a spirit tormented the Bell family, 
Uh, it started off as a poltergeist-type activity with banging on the outside of the house and then noises in the house, uh, people feeling like their hair, their hair would be pulled, uh, scratching sounds, uh, the, the children were smacked, things like that, uh, furniture sliding around. And it evolved until they started hearing this whispering sound that evolved into a voice that would speak to them out of thin air. And this went on for almost four years, and people, detectives and uh, newspaper writers and different people from all around came and actually would go to the Bell's house and would sit almost nightly and would have conversations with this spirit uh, that it, it had different personalities. At times, it was angelic to people if it liked them. At times, it was very vicious and demonic to people. It seemed to know a lot about people as soon as they would come to the Bell's house, who they were, what their background was. It would tell their secrets. Uh, it liked to gossip and uh, tell things that people had done that they didn't want other people to know. Uh, it had a sense of humor. It would quote scriptures at times. Uh, it was a very bizarre thing. And as far as I know, Tennessee is the only state where they have actually, it's actually in the state records uh, where there is uh, comments made by this state historian about the great interest and in activities that was happening in Adams, Tennessee uh, during that time. Uh, and the spirit, they would ask it questions and it would answer uh, questions. And the one thing that it, the, the purpose that it seemed to have, it said it would not leave until uh, John Bell was dead who was the the head of the family, and his daughter Betsy was engaged to a fellow named Joshua Gardner. And the spirit said it would uh, make sure that Betsy did not marry Joshua. And it would not really answer when people would ask why it, it was here to do those things. It wouldn't answer. Uh, in regards to Betsy, it just said future generations would prove it was for the best. And it seemed to have a strong hatred for uh, John Bell and would curse at him every time it would see him uh, and would torment him, uh, pull his feet out from under him, uh, knock him down, do different things to him. And he his health started going down, uh, deteriorating, and uh, he started having these seizures and ended up bedridden. And then one night, uh, one morning, they found him with, uh, he was unconscious, and they found a valve. Uh, of uh, what was medicine beside his bed, and they didn't know what it was. They put some on a, a, a piece of straw and gave it to a cat, and the cat started having seizures and died. And then they heard the spirit's voice laugh and say that it had finally put an end to old John. He'll never wake again, and he passed away the next day. The spirit supposedly showed up at John Bell's funeral uh, and hundreds of people had come to see some to pay the respects to, because John Bell was very well known and very respected in the community. Right. And uh, m most people came to pay the respects, but a lot of people came just to see what the spirit would do. And cool. they weren't disappointed because <laughs> it supposedly showed up uh, singing, uh, drinking, brawny drinking songs and was <laughs> laughing and saying that it had finally put an end to him. And uh, it was a very bizarre happening that went on during that time. And Absolutely we, unbelievable. I mean, we obviously we've got some we've got some good ghost cases, some good poltergeist cases, but I don't think I've ever heard anything quite as amazing as, as that. I mean, do number one, do have you any idea who who the 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 ghost was? Uh, 
Nobody knows. Uh, you know, it wouldn't answer that question either. When they would ask it, why it was there and who it was, it would give different answers. One of the things it enjoyed doing was playing pranks. Uh, it would say, uh, at one time it said it was an Indian who had lost its tooth under the flo- flooring of the house. And they remembered that a couple months earlier, there were a lot of Indian uh, burial mounds on the Bell's property. And uh, the children had found some bones, and they brought a skull into the house, and one of the teeth uh, got hey, dislodged. Guys, guys, take a break. We'll be right back. Sorry. Wow. Okay. Okay. I'm Eric Sullivan, sports anchor at CBS 19. I love the Dallas Cowboys. I wore a Roger Starbucks jersey four consecutive pitcher days when I was in elementary school. Cowboys in Indians, 11 to noon Central, Tuesdays on Togi. I'm Eric Williams, third-generation NFL player, Super Bowl winner from the Washington Redskins. I've been in the trenches. I know what I'm talking about, especially when I'm going to get some spiked hair cowboy groupie. Cowboys in Indians, get the lowdown. Yeah, you want to be in the thick of it. You know, that's what you no, want. I know how hard it is. Okay, no, well, I don't got... give me this. What have you done lately? But Every NFL team hasn't done anything okay, lately. Okay, but they have the most talented team in the NFL. Get this smackdown. You are absolutely nuts. Are you kidding me? You've been hitting the head too many times in those trenches, my friend. Cowboys and Indians. 11 to noon Central. Tuesdays on Toginet. Radio with a cutting edge. For this thing, but we have some breaking news in the paranormal, and it's, we're trying to get it on because we are the first to carry it. But, uh, anyways, Rick, so I, we actually have some questions for you. Sure. Uh, we, we are talking to Rick White from, uh, oh, what, what's your website and so forth, Rick? It's thebellwitchhaunting.com. And uh, you have produced a DVD, which I actually have, and it's, it's fantastic. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you. Okay. And uh, you also may recognize Rick's voice from uh, the special we did with Edgar Allan Poe when he read The Raven, which was totally awesome. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. We, we made a film uh, on uh, Edgar Allan Poe stories as well. So anyways, we have a, a question from the Pararex chat room, and that is, uh, what was the reason Spirit started haunting the Bell thing? Now, I, I know you touched on it a little bit in your movie in the beginning. Yes. Um, no, nobody knows why the spirit uh, uh, tormented the Bells, uh, particularly John Bell and Betsy. Um, and it gave lots of uh, – it, it would uh, 
uh, give different answers as to who it was and why it was there. Uh, often playing tricks on the pe- on people. Uh, they had them dig up. Um, Digging for gold one time, they told him it had buried uh, its. Go- it was a ghost who had buried its gold down by the, the river and wouldn't be at peace till they found it. And so they they dug around and didn't find the gold, and they came laughing. And they said it was a spirit whose uh, Indian Indian whose tooth had fallen through a crack in the floor, and they tore up the flooring of the house trying to find this tooth. And so and it came laughing and saying they were they were ridiculous for tearing up their floor, but it never gave a real answer as to why it was there and why it did the things that it did. And when we made our film, I tried to stay true to to the legend and left it that way because nobody knows. Right. But I know in the the DVD you made that actually the the killing of the animal is how it starts. Right. Uh, Yeah. the legend has it, uh, or uh, the original stories were that John Bell was out hunting with his sons one day, and they saw this strange animal on the property uh, that appeared to be half rabbit, half dog. And uh, he shot at the animal, and it looked like he had hit it, and they went to where it was, and it was gone. And that night, they started hearing what sounded like rocks hitting the side of the house, and that's how the activity began. And after that, they would often see strange creatures on the the property like that that would be there and would disappear. They'd see animals, and sometimes people uh, would be like walking through fields, and then they would just disappear. Uh, But that was the day that supposedly the activity began. It's so amazing, you know, guys, because we have a we have a there's an island uh, off off England called the Isle of Man, and there is a, a, a case there on the Isle of Man, which is similar, um, but it's it's even more bizarre because it's actually supposedly a poltergeist or the ghost of a mongoose. Really? And its name was, it had a name and it could talk and it was a very remote farmhouse uh, on the Isle of Man and the the, the story is called Geff Geff the Talking Mongoose and this sounds so similar that you wouldn't believe it. Uh, Wow. Apart from the fact that that it, it was forever a mongoose, and there was a girl um, in the house that actually used to talk to it and see it. It used to laugh and joke. It used to tell stories, but it didn't do anything bad. It yes. was only, if you, for want of a better word, it was only good. See, that's uh, the difference. Now, actually, uh, there were quite a few people that came in to, to, try to drive the Bell Witch away. In fact, uh, Andrew, President Andrew Johnson visited the, the uh, land. And it used to chase off uh, ghost uh, hunters, or uh, what do you want to call them? Uh, Unbelievable. Yep. Uh, it, it, it did. Yeah, that's actually one of the, the uh, funniest uh, or more interesting stories. Andrew Jackson, whose property was close to the Bells, uh, was here. His house was here, obviously, in, in Tennessee as well, in Middle Tennessee. And he knew the Bells because two of John Bell's sons, John Jr. and Jesse, uh, actually fought under Andrew Jackson at the Battle of New Orleans. And wow. so when Andrew Jackson and his entourage was coming through on their way to the Hermitage, they had been hearing all of these amazing stories about mm-hmm. what was happening on the Bell's property. So they went there to see if they could help the Bells. And uh, as they're, they're, they were entering the property, uh, the, the wheels locked on their wagons. And they couldn't get the horses to go any further. And one of the men who was in the entourage had been saying he was a witch tamer and that he could see witches and he had special silver bullets that could kill a witch and he was carrying on. And 
that's when the wheels locked and the horses stopped, and uh, they they tried supposedly for quite a while and couldn't get get them going again. And then supposedly Andrew Jackson said, "If we've offended the spirit or anybody else, we apologize." And they heard the uh, voice of the spirit say, "You may go forward now, old general. I will see you later tonight." And wow. supposedly they set up for a long time waiting for the spirit, and nothing happened. When they went to bed, all of a sudden that man who had said he was a witch chamber, they heard him start screaming, and the spirit was uh, uh, scratching him and was slapping him <laughs> and telling him, what kind of witch tamer are you now? And he ran out of the house screaming, and uh, they heard the spirit say, uh, there's another fraud here. I will be back later for him. And so the men stayed up the rest of the night, were, were petrified, and that morning they were supposed to stay at the Bells a, uh, a couple of days, and that morning the men supposedly begged Andrew Jackson to leave, and they left at dawn, and uh, supposedly he didn't want to leave, that he wanted to stay to find out who the, the fraud was, but uh, they left early that morning, and that's that's the legend of, of Andrew Jackson's encounter with the Spirit. And supposedly he was quoted later. Supposedly he was quoted later saying, "I had rather face the whole British army than the Bell Witch again." <laughs> Why didn't they leave the house? Oh, that night. Well, it ha- it came during. Sorry, why didn't the bells leave the house? Oh, the bells. Uh, Got to build another one. Because the spirits would uh, would follow them. Uh, really? Often the uh, there were some of the Bell children would go to stay over at friends' house, especially yeah. Betsy, to try to get away from it. Yeah. And the spirit would go to their house and would torment them, especially when Betsy left, until she would come back home. And there were things like there's a, a story one time. Uh, John Jr. was in North Carolina, and he was uh, on business and was supposed to have already returned. To, to the Bell's house, and they hadn't heard any news from him. And Lucy was very worried, and the spirit said, would you like me to find out where John Jr. is for you? And she said yes, and the spirit was gone a few minutes and came back and said, he's on the North Carolina-Tennessee border. He's camped out. He will be uh, should be here in like two days. So the spirit said it could go anywhere and do anything it wanted and told the Bells, if you ever leave, I will just follow you and torment you, and I will not oh, stop until John God. Bell is dead. Actually, we have a British connection here because one of the persons that visited the house was a guy from England. Uh, That's correct. Remember, remember Rick? Yes, the, there was a reporter uh, who came from England who supposedly wrote some articles on the Bell Witch and uh, had heard of the, the, you know, the the legend and heard about what was going on. And uh, supposedly the spirit took a real fancy to him and enjoyed having conversations with him. And one of the the stories is that one night uh, the reporter was talking about his family, and they heard the spirit's voice say, would you like to know what they're doing? And he said, sure. And so then they didn't hear anything from the spirit for several minutes, and they continued the conversation, you know, what do you think's going on? And then all of a sudden they heard the spirit come back and said, uh, I have visited your family. Would you like to hear their reaction? And he said, sure. And then supposedly in his mother's voice, uh, the spirit says something of the nature is uh, – said something of the nature of, where's that voice coming from? Who is that? Uh, we don't want any more visits like this. And then he heard his brother's voice saying things as well. So supposedly uh, the spirit crossed over the ocean and came back 
or how pass through uh, you know space and time in a matter of minutes and and visited the family and came back and said what their reaction was to hearing the the spirit's voice. Gosh, I mean it, it, it's a, it's the most unbelievable. Is the house still there? Right. The the house is actually gone. There was oh. a fire there. Uh, and I believe the 1860s, and the house right. stood until I believe the 1920s, 1930s. Uh, they used it for storage and used some of the wood from the house to make other buildings on the property. Uh, but they really? never lived in the house after the fire, and then it was torn down in the early 1900s. What a shame! Because I mean, it is one of the most famous poltergeist cases in the world. Uh, it is, and when you read the original book, we base the story on the original hmm. book that was written by uh, uh, M. V. Ingram, who was a yeah. newspaper writer in uh, Clarksville, Tennessee, which is very close to Adams, and yeah. he actually interviewed people who were there or were direct descendants of people yeah. who told them of their encounters, and in the back of the book, he has the manuscript uh, of Richard Bell's diary who was the youngest of the Bell's sons, and he yeah. actually wrote a diary of what happened. And he, he, he told Ingram about the diary and said, but nobody, I don't want anything published until the last member of the original family has passed. Yeah. And so when the last one did, uh, he left the manuscript to Ingram, and that was in the book as well. And when you read the accounts of people who were there, and mm-hmm. say this actually happened. I witnessed it. Uh, it's it's pretty freaky. Wow, really is quite quite something. It's it's, uh, it's it's a fascinating case. It really is. But so who? I mean, do do we know where the where the house actually stood? You know, on on the the land or? Well, we do. Uh, there's an uh, there, we have an uh, an idea because the the original well is still there. Oh right. And so they, um, from there is actually some documentation that says, you know, the distance and, and the location and direction of the house from the well. Yeah. It wasn't far from the well. Uh, but the, the Bell's property is they don't allow anybody on the no. exact property anymore because they've had so many problems with vandals, uh, particularly uh, yeah. the original uh, uh, grave- yeah. graveyard. Yeah, but there, there's a cave that is on the property. Uh, the Bell's property was actually several hundred acres, and there's, mm-hmm. a, there's a cave. And part of the legend, there's a couple of stories that happened at the cave. And a lot of people still believe that the Bell Witch is there at the cave. They do oh, really? tours there. Uh, somebody else owns the property, and there's been a lot of activity, a lot of photos with anomalies. Uh, One of the more interesting things is uh, a lot of people have taken, uh, they say never take anything from the cave, and a lot of people Mm -hmm. have supposedly taken like rocks and pebbles, and the spirit has followed them, and things have happened to people. and. And they have re- they brought them back. And yeah, I've heard they've all that before. That's amazing, isn't it? They've had people that have. Uh, I've talked to the owners, and they said there's people that have traveled two states to bring rocks back. And say, please put this yeah. back in the cave. And one yeah. of the more famous stories is uh, there were three teenage boys from Nashville who, in the fifties, stole John Bell's tombstone, Ooh. and they were uh, they were driving home, and their car flipped over. They had it in the, the trunk of their car, and two of the boys died. And the Good parents uh, got the tombstone, and they brought it back to the property, but they yeah. couldn't find where it went because uh, 
it's it's not marked anymore, mm. and so they they supposedly just left it uh, uh, on the property, and nobody's seen it since. Uh, Good lord! But, so nobody the, knows actually where John Bell's buried. No, not exactly. Oh, there, there's okay. a small plot that. Uh, there, some of the bells are. There is a prominent cemetery uh, in Adams that some of the bell descendants are buried in, uh, and a couple of the children are there. Uh, but most of them are buried in a, a a with the slaves in a area that is close to where the original house was. That yeah. only a handful of people know where it is. It's in a wooded area. Yeah, yeah. What a story. Absolutely amazing. It is. One day, one day I shall come to Tennessee and meet up with you. And, oh, they don't, uh, they don't like red coats in Tennessee, Richard. Sorry? They don't like red coats in Tennessee. I know they don't, but I'm, I'm a big fan of Davy Crockett as well, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, so Rich, what are you, uh, Rick, what are you up to uh, now? What's well, we we have you going on? Well, we are. Uh, we've actually been doing a lot of children's projects lately. Uh, we've got a couple of uh, projects that we're looking at making this, working on this fall, filming um, on Aesop's Fables and Grimm's Fairy Tales. And we've been doing touring shows for schools all around the southeast. So that's primarily what we've been doing right now. And, of course, we released the Edgar Allan Poe stories on DVD, which is at uh, poenightmares.com. And that's got the Telltale Heart, the Cask of Monteado, Premature Burial, the Raven. Yeah, that's, that's excellent stuff. I mean, uh, as I mentioned, uh, if you if you want to hear Rick, you can go listen to our podcast, Ghost Village, uh, on Ghost Village or iTunes. Ghost Chronicles is the name of the podcast. And we have two. We have one that we did with Rick on the Bell Witch Haunting, as well as uh, the Edgar Allan Poe special with him reading The uh, Raving, which was uh, very dramatic. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, okay. We actually have another question from the uh, Parallax chat room, and this is from Bonnie. He said, uh, did the spirit ever appear so the family could see it? You know, it it, it, it did not. Uh, actually, that was something else that's very interesting about this. They never actually saw the spirit. They heard it constantly. Uh, there were um, they would see people on the property. It was very bizarre. It was particularly a woman and two children, and they often saw them. Like uh, one time, they saw them sitting on a uh, a tree limb. One time, they saw them sitting on a fence. Uh, uh, ways away. Sometimes they would see them walking across the property and they would just disappear, but they never actually saw anyone uh, or anything in the house. Uh, and of course, they would see these strange creatures on the property as well um, and heard the disembodied voice all the time, but and obviously felt the spirit when it would pull their hair and slap them and uh, things of that nature. And uh, there were a couple of times when people try, uh, I know Frank. Um, Miles, who was very close to the Bells and was supposedly the strongest man in the county, uh, went on a rampage and tried to catch the spirit because uh, it was tormenting Betsy and uh, was swinging at the air and trying to hit it. It was laughing, you know, telling him he was a fool, that he could never uh, hurt the spirit. But uh, nobody ever actually saw the spirit in the house. Wow. Amazing. Isn't that it's unbelievable, isn't it, Ron? Quite a it story. Is. 
Anyways, Rick, we want to thank you so much for coming on the show. We You're have welcome. to uh, bring on uh, Mark. We, we we got this news. We we got a break, and I, I really apologize for that. Well, that's, but, uh, that's fine. We want to thank you so much. Pleasure talking to you, Rick. Well, thank you very much. Really and people, uh, people can go to uh, bellwitchhaunting.com and, and find out more about the legend and uh, different information about the family. I'll be doing just that. All right. Thank you. All. Thank you, Bye-bye. 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 Wow. What do you think? That's unbelievable. I mean, it's so similar, so similar to this uh, talking mongoose story um, in, in England. Yeah, it, so is, it is and it isn't. Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, we're talking of an animal. Uh, and we're talking of something that was was quite benign, you know, that certainly didn't didn't have any anybody's um, life at stake or anything like that. Which is, you know, it's quite a scary case, isn't it? Absolutely. So, anyways, without further ado, if we hey. still have Mark, why don't we bring Mark on? Hi, Mark. Hi. How are you doing? He's there. We've got you. Are really Mark Webb, not a ghost? I certainly am. No, no, it's not a ghost. What an interesting story that Bell Ghost is. Isn't it fascinating? I'll tell you yeah, what, Richard, really me and you have to get over there and investigate. I don't think we've got anything quite like that in England, have we? No, no, not quite, no. Amazing, amazing. Right, where <laughs> everybody, folks, you've, you, this is what we've all been waiting for. Um, uh, we've got, oh, how long have like we got left on? Just, just about a quarter of an hour. About ten minutes. Ten minutes. Um... Yeah, Mark is, is, as I've already said, a paranormal investigator. I've known Mark for years. Uh, we worked on a, a pilot of a TV program that's not happened yet called Ghoul School. Uh, <laughs> Mark is an extremely credible guy. Uh, I'd like to tell folks that we before you even start. Uh, and somebody that I respect very much and a great believer in, a bit like me actually, in, in the truth behind what ghosts Absolutely. are all about. So, come on, Mark, what happened? Okay, um... A couple of days ago, I uh, was searching through my old emails, um, just to, to have a clear out of your inbox, as you do, um, and I yep. found some emails for a TV show called Living With The Dead that I did on Living TV with Ian Lawman and Johnny Fiore as the psychics. I use that term very loosely at the moment, um, <laughs> as these emails actually right. contained, um, they actually contained the entire story to the haunting, uh, absolutely everything, uh, every nut and bolt to the haunting in, within a location. And it was sent three days prior to our visit, so the mediums were well-armed and uh, well-informed before they got there. So, so this, this is an email that you received as well? Yeah, this email was sent to myself, Ian Lawman, and Johnny Fiore uh, um, by the um, executive producer. It's actually emailed through to us with, um, in fact, the one that I've made public, because I do have more than one, um, but obviously it's just like a... It's a game of poker, isn't it, really? You don't want to show your hand before um, people start trying to sue you. So I'd, yeah. I'd rather keep it that they don't know how much I've got. Um, but, yeah, this was sent through, um, and, and the one that I've made public actually had the local history on it as well. Uh, there, there was two documents. One was the, the hauntings, uh, or the reported ha hauntings within the household, um, everything the family had felt, uh, experienced. And the second document was the history to the local area which is, um, it, it doesn't really sit well with me, that, when um, two psychics are going into the house and claiming to pick things up, you know, psychically, when they've already had a script. Oh, it sounds to me, actually, as if you, you're not talking about poker, it sounds like you've got quite a few aces um, up your sleeve. Well, I'm hoping so. I'm hoping I've got that royal flush. Now, yeah, too right. Now, now, where can people see this? Uh, have you posted it? 
I have, yeah. It's posted on my website, which is um, www.mark-web.com. Uh, I welcome any and all comments on it. Um, I've actually spent the day answering questions, really. Uh, anyone that's asked a question, I've tried to answer it to the best of my ability. Um, a lot of it's come out because, obviously, these emails were sent last year as to why it's taken me so long to, um, to make this public. It is just a case of I was clearing my email inbox out and, and found them, and I hadn't noticed before that, um, that they were uh, addressed to Ian and Johnny as well. Um, as soon as I found out, I've made it public. So, um, you know, I, don't, I want to be the person that exposed it, not the person that's exposed for, for not exposing it. You know what I mean? I, d- I don't want to be the person, because I'm sure every TV show that's been made will be exposed at some point. If they've made any fakery, they will be exposed. And I don't want to be the person that everyone goes to and says, well, why didn't you tell us? Oh, I say. Uh, so that's your, your <laughs> I mean, you know, I've, I've absolutely sort of, I mean, this is, I've only heard this in the last sort of two hours myself. Uh, remember, of course, that I've been involved with, with a TV program, um, you know, on living TV for, uh, had been for, for four years. And it, 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 it shocks me, to say the least. Uh, people are obviously going to say um, things like, you know, are you making it up? Of course. But then again, people say that about mediums, don't they? And, and ghosts and all of that. You're, you're a real person. You're, this is reality. This certainly is. I mean, anyone, if, if, if anyone out there that's listening or anyone that's, that's read my um, post on my website, if anyone can ask for the originals, and I will quite happily forward them the originals, I've got absolutely nothing to hide. I'm not running away from this. You know, I've, I've, I've put my neck on the line. Um, I never, ever really wanted to get into the media. I never wanted to do TV shows. Uh, you know, these producers came to me. I didn't go to them. Um, TV, I work full time. I don't need to do the TV work. It's, yeah, it's great. The paranormal was a hobby to me, which just spiraled, really. And, you know, people know me for, for being honest and upfront. And I don't hide things. I don't fake things. Um, and I just felt that if I, you know, buried this email away or deleted it or whatever, people wouldn't look at me in the same way. You know, and, and I'm not a dishonest person. I just wanted to get it out there and, you know, let the public know that they've been duped by this TV show. Well, let me ask you this, Mark. I mean, you think now uh, you came up with this. Do uh, you believe you're casting aspersions on all psychics and all mediums or just this particular show and these two particular psychics? I'm not casting aspersions on any other mediums. I, I, I can't. It, it wouldn't be fair of me to, to say every medium's a fake. Um, obviously, with this, you know, in, in my opinion, I've proved that these two mediums knew the hauntings and, and uh, you know, have prior knowledge to everything there. So, you know, I'm casting aspersions on those two in particular. Um, but I'm not saying that every medium out there doesn't have a gift because that would be very unfair of me. And I, I've, not, uh, I've not worked with every medium, so I, I can't really say that. Right. I mean, it's uh, it, it's certainly uh, well uh, mind blowing. In, in fact, that it's happened. A um, couple of comments from me quickly. I mean, uh, obviously, we are talking of, of TV programs, uh, and at the end of the day, we know full well that they are they are entertainment programs as well. Right. Um, and I know full well that that if nothing happens on a TV program, people would probably switch off. Um, I'm not really trying to defend it at all. Uh, are you I, talking by first hand, uh, Richard? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm really saying that 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 obviously. Um, I mean, how can I put it in the night? <laughs> how can I put it, remembering that I'm tied to a contract? <laughs> that, that 
because at the end of the day, if nothing ever happens, you, you the public, would, would, would not watch the program. Um, you, you know, you, we, there's a thing called the scare factor that we all love. Um, otherwise, we wouldn't probably watch ghost programs. Um, what I'm really saying is that, I, in my humble opinion, there is, there is room uh, for ghost programs on TV that are telling the reality behind what ghosts really are. Okay, that's we, something we have... I'm working on, and that's something I know full well that Mark is also um, very much uh, of the same opinion as me. Okay, that in fact, I, the reality I gotta, I gotta behind ghosts is more gotta, fascinating than Scooby-Doo. i got to interrupt you, Richard, because yes, uh, there's a couple of uh, questions from the, the chat room. Oh, great. We, we are running out of time. They want to know, once again, what's your website, Mark, and, and what is your background? I mean, wh why would you get these emails, and, uh, you know, what is your background? Yeah, no problem. Um, we'll start off with the website again. That's um, www.mark-web.com. Uh, my background, well, I've been investigating the paranormal for about 13 years now. Um, basically, predate all, all the TV programs that I can think of. Um, so, you know, um, when, when TV shows came um, a call in, you know, they, they, they were looking for people that had a uh, better experience, if you like, than... Then the next person, um, and, I, and I just got asked to do Famous and Frightened uh, for Living TV. Uh, after that, I was then asked to do TV in, in the UK here. Uh, did two series of that, and then from there, I was asked to do Living with the Dead, uh, which is now the show that uh, obviously I've I've got these emails for. Um, being the paranormal investigator, there's no reason at all why I shouldn't receive the history and the reputed haunting. Uh, obviously, I'm, I'm wanting to go in with my equipment and try and capture something on camera. So it, it was beneficial for me to receive the, the stories of the fact that the family had, uh, had given the, produ the producers and the production team. Um, however, I don't feel that that was beneficial for the mediums to get, for them, for them then to go into the location and start saying, well, I think you've seen this and I think this is here. Of course they think that. They've read it on a script. Now, that's, that's interesting, because we actually have someone uh, from the chat room who's asking you to come back again, because uh, they, they'd like to uh, talk to you, I guess, a little bit more about this, which is interesting. Uh, but I'm, I'm sure a lot of information will be on uh, Mark's website, uh, and uh, you can see the emails that he did receive, and uh, I assume this show is no longer on the air, correct? Um, they've actually... Uh, believe uh, from rumors that they've just commissioned a third series of the show so um, I don't know um, it's it's not on at present that I do know um, there, there's obviously um, on my website if people have any questions there is a forum on my site all you need to do is register it's all Hello? Free. Still there. Yeah, see. Mark looks like we lost you Anyway, oh, sorry, you know, listen, Ron, <laughs> you don't know if someone got to him, do you? Uh, uh, they probably bumped him off. Anyways, <laughs> we pretty much ran out of time. I know we have. I know, I know we have. Mark, but... thank you so much for uh, putting up with us today and, and getting us in information. No so that was Joni Fiore and, and who's the other one? Ian Lawman. Ian Lawman. Okay. That's and the ones. So they had free knowledge of, it, of his site. And the type of haunting, and even the history of the haunting before they went in during this TV show. Very did we, did. And Mark, tell me one thing: Did we get this information out before anybody else did? Is you this the first radio did. show you've done? 
this is the first radio show and hopefully be the first of many because I want the whole public to know exactly what these people are doing. All right, we got to go. Thank you, Mark. Richard, thank you. Thanks, thank you, Mark. Thanks, Bye-bye. Folks, you heard it from on Ghost Chronicle first. <laughs>